listening to Marty and the Bro. Politics, economics, philosophy, religion, psychology. Put them in a blender with racism and grab a tall glass. And canvas for uh, Jessica Cisneros. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that man. was yeah. another road trip. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, man. We actually I actually did a video. Hold up there, huh? plug, uh, shameless plug. I did a video um, uh, where I was canvassing for. You can find it on Black Sheep Theory Channel. You know, uh, find yeah. it on YouTube. So make sure you do that. But um, you remember what happened when we were coming back from that trip? Do you remember? I remember we were we were driving the highway coming back. I guess we were in McAllen or something, McAllen, and uh, we were coming back. Something. And you started saying you had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, you're we'll like, stop. I'm talking about. Hey, we can stop. we take the next stop? We, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, you remember that? And then and then you know what the next stop was? The border, right? And that's the border, what the border oh, patrol. Yeah, border fucking patrol, man. Jesus yeah. Christ. So yeah. we're driving down the highway and I remember because I've been down to South Texas before and on the way back, they don't they don't have the the immigration checkpoint right by the border. They have it like, I don't know, 50 miles away from the border. So, yeah, you and I were cruising back, coming back from from South Texas. And okay. you started talking about, man, can you take the next stop? I really got to piss. I got to piss. I'm like, yeah, sure. No problem. Should be something coming up here. Yeah. And then we see the signs like uh, customs and, and immigration, immigration, customs, yeah. whatever it was, that border patrol. So we got to pull over. And uh, yeah, that ended up being being a bigger deal than I, you know, than it, sh- it should have been. But it was wild, man. I thought I was going to jail, son. What you mean, bro? I had a fucking heart attack, bro. Oh, absolutely. God, yeah. I'm reliving it. Oh, fuck that. Fuck the border. I ain't going back. Cause you, well, because you had like five joints in your back, in your uh, <laughs> duffel bag or something. Don't like, slander I, me. It's not true. Okay, I did. I did. <laughs> or like blunts, whatever spliffs. There were there were joints. There were there there were definitely there there were spliffs. They had some tobacco. It was a um, half weed, half tobacco because you know we you know I, yeah. I'm poor, so we we make that weed stretch, son, over here on this end. But uh, yeah, so that's why you were freaking out because you thought, oh my god, uh, we thought, got drugs in the man, car. If you weren't there, man, look. So okay, so um, we we pull up to the to the border patrol thing, and I realize I'm like, oh shit. I got mad weed on me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm black. I'm going to jail at the border. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, they finna have me yeah. in one of these cages, bro. Because it, yeah. it was at night, too. It was what? It was at night. Yeah, yeah. It was at night. You're right. You're right, man. I was having a motherfucking heart attack, bro. It was terrible, man. I'll yeah, never, you were. I'll never goddamn forget. I, I can't. I can't do it, man. Hey, let's no, go. you you freaked out. You freaked out. No, I more than go to you, jail, man. On the border. I know. I know. <laughs> and so we they asked us to get out of the car because they had a dog that comes around and and evidently the dog said, "Hey, this car's got some drugs in it." And so they asked us to step out of the car and we step in this little holding bay. And you have to go to the bathroom really bad, and you're freaking out on top of this. <laughs> so you start asking, "Hey, can I use the restroom?" And you know the the poker face guy in the uniforms like, "No, we don't have restrooms for you." And and then you your anxiety goes from 
10 to 11, 12. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm about to piss myself and go to jail, bro. This is whack, man. I was so mad, man. I was so yeah, mad and then, about that. And, and they take the car, they drive away with the car. So we're now we're like, car's gone. We're sitting in this holding bay. You got to pee. And finally, I guess you, I don't know if I co-signed for you to get a permission to go to the bathroom, but they, um, they called two other officers over, right? Yeah. To escort you to the bathroom. I I thought they was gonna beat my ass in that hole. I didn't know what was gonna happen. There. I was like, they finna beat the shit. Out. Oh, you want to use restroom? Yeah, come on, come here. <laughs> right back here. Come here. I was like, that's actually what I was thinking because oh, I was still in the, I was in the little holding bay and I kept thinking to myself, oh, you know, shit, this is about to go really bad. The, he's getting his ass kicked right now by these <laughs> border patrol officers. What what can I do? Yeah. Uh, anyway, not a yeah, fucking was, thing, right? That's what it would have been. No, they let you go on about your merry fucking business too. They would have been like, "Excuse us, sir, we got took care of that little problem for you." <laughs> <laughs> they would have hit you. <laughs> <laughs> that hitchhiker, you got rid of the hitchhiker. You're free to go, sir. <laughs> fucked me up, man. Yeah, no, it was. Yeah, man, I I, I haven't been that scared in a while, man. It was uh. Yeah, man. I remember. Matter of fact, I remember high anxiety. High anxiety. Yeah, when we uh when we left, I, I we, um so the whole time that one of the guys was just being really what it was is one of the guys you know who's just being ridiculously like stern and just like it was just kind of ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? Like what's what's very annoying is you know to me with the border thing, it's like well obviously I'm from America. I don't you know what I mean? Like regardless of the yeah. of the ID, regardless you know what I'm saying? Like. Irregardless, as a nigga, not like not black, you know. I'm, does yeah. that make sense? Like they don't make them like me in Mexico. <laughs> no, no, they don't. No, 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 cap. You know, no disrespect to Mexicans or nothing, but it's not. You know, whatever, man. It was so it really annoyed me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just like, God damn, man. Like, if you weren't there, bro, I don't care what you say. They would have locked my black ass up, bro. You know what I'm saying? They just didn't want to hassle this this old white man. It was like, you know, you know, I'm probably, you know, I don't know, man. They would have. They would have took my black yeah. ass to jail. I don't care what you say, man. My black ass would have went straight to jail. Do not. Well, yeah. Me. Well, what ended up happening? We were there probably forty five minutes or something, and I was trying to reassure you. You got back from the bathroom safely, thank goodness. And I was trying to reassure yeah. you because when you were in the bathroom, I actually talked to the uh, the guy. Talked to that the guy that was standing there. I just had. To, I was just supposed to pee, and you know, what I'm saying, you know, of course, I was like, man. Almost gut started bubbling, you know what I'm saying? I was like, God damn, man, because you know my nerves were so bad. Yeah, and I was like, I yeah. said I was just gonna pee. I can't be in here too long, so I'm trying to pinch and pee at the same time. Like you know, like <laughs> let's let's get it going, you know. So, well, well, while you were doing all that dancing in front of the urinal, or whatever, <laughs> yeah. I was talking to the guy, and I was like, you know, my friend, he has really bad anxiety. I I, I think you might there. I think he's got some. Some I, pro- I don't even know if I said this, but I might have said you've got some joints in your duffel bag. Yeah, uh, it's for anxiety. It's really bad. And anyway, Gary, I don't know. He kind of gave me. He kind of gave me a little signal like it's going to be okay or something. Yeah. He gave me some little body language. To let me know it was going to be okay. So when you came back, I felt better that I could reassure you. And probably we waited there another ten minutes. They brought yeah. back the car, and they said, "Okay, you're free to go." Yeah. And what they what we figured out later is they take the car and they run it through a full auto body x-ray. And what they're looking for is drugs in the wheel wells, in the cushions. They're looking for they're looking for large quantities of drugs, not five joints. Yeah, man. Thank I mean, look, I'm telling you, thank man, goodness. My, yeah, they would I, I still stand by. <laughs> 
they would have locked my ass up. You know what I'm saying? Had I been if by I myself, been there. what? Man, because I think it was. I think the dude like kind of had a. Um, there's discretion. You know what I'm saying? They have discretion, obviously, right? You know what I'm saying? It's up to their mm-hmm. discretion. You know what I'm saying? And I think had you not been there, you know what I'm saying? That I would have, you know, they possibly just to, you know, just to say fuck this nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I truly, yeah, I really do think so. Way. I'd be surprised. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, it is what it is, right? So. It is for this. Well, we are going to be talking a little bit more about uh, the the justice system in episode four. This is episode four. One foot in, one foot out. Yeah. And justice is anything but blind, I think, mm-hmm. is, what we're, is what we're subtitling that. So I, I want to do – I've always been curious a little bit more about your experience going to, to jail. You've told me little bits here and there in our conversations. Yeah. And, and well, you know, one thing before we get into it, though, Marty, I want to I want to be sensitive to this idea that we have the show together. We have this podcast. We talk about a lot of different topics. And some of the topics are that you tell some of the things you talk about are pretty. Um, I don't know, pretty sensational, you might say, yeah. in a sense. And I don't want it to ever be like. Like I'm trying to to sensationalize your horrific experiences. I mean, this is all just we're trying to share information here. Definitely, definitely. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it, it's uh, drama filled. Let's just put it like that, man. Very unstable, man. But um, I don't thinking about it, man. Where to start with justice? My my, I guess kicking it off. My first you know, um, interaction Running with, with the law. Yeah. I can yeah. think back to, I was, I remember it was, I was about 12. It was, um, a, it was, uh, the police visit my house, uh, my house for a domestic, um, argument. My, my mom and dad, they were arguing, right. Um, this is back. We were staying, we we're staying at happy home duplexes at the time, you know, shout out to, you know, a leaf Southwest SWAT. Yeah. But we we're staying at happy home duplexes. I never forget. They called the cops were called and I, I must've been somewhere around 12, 13 or something around there, maybe about 12. <clears throat> I remember I, I had attitude at this time. I was like, you know, I remember I was annoyed that they were fighting, you know, and I didn't want to deal with it. And when the cops came, I decided to leave the house. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I'm leaving. I walked out, you know what I'm saying? Because I was done. You know, I didn't want to talk to nobody. And what I remember was it was an Asian cop. I remember walking out the house and and the, and the way he, I'll never forget the way he, you know, he kind of ran up on me and he kind of like, you know, got ready to stop me from move, from leaving. And I, 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 I remember mm. as a kid, I remember that feeling like. What's happening? Yeah, they over there. You know, in my mind, does it make sense? Like I'm like, yeah. so I'm just kind of like, you know, and I kind of, I kind of size. I don't run from them, but I kind of just keep walking. You know, kind of. I don't know. I just remember. I remember that feeling of like, this dude doing. You know, and I walk, and he grabs my arm. You know, what I'm saying and they and they put me in the um um cop car, and um it was all a whole ordeal. But that was the first time my my first you know running with police. I was like 12, and you know I they didn't I didn't go to jail, but they did you know. I came out the house. They just put me in the car. They put me in cuffs, put me in the car and it was a whole ordeal. And I don't, to be honest with you, it's kind of hard to remember. You know, I remember sitting in the mm-hmm. in the car and crying and kind of looking out and, you know, but you know, it's a, it's a, and this is in your, this is your neighborhood, your neighbors, everybody's right in front of. Yeah. 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 You know, everybody is, that lives around you. Mm-hmm. Like now that you're you know, everybody's looking out the window. Now that you're saying it, I guess when I was younger, it's not something that really registered to me that that was what's happening. You know, that's probably what was happening. But now that you're talking about it, definitely they're probably looking out the windows. Yeah, you know, and maybe not actually in my neighborhood. It's not that uncommon when when I see the police, I, I look the other way. You know what I mean? Like I'm see them hemming somebody up. I'm like, oh, okay. 
I'm, I'm not going to go yeah. over there in that house. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, though, we have the cell phones and stuff. So it's, it's, hopefully it's different now. You got to, you know, yeah. your neighbor's so, keeper. But So you didn't um, you didn't go to jail that time, but no. uh, further on down the road, you would go to jail. Yeah. What, was the, what were the circumstances surrounding that? And uh, just as much as you feel comfortable talking about. Yeah, man. I mean, I just, was it uh, it so, was a felony. I know that much, but. Well, yeah. What happened? So I'm, I'm probably not going to go too deep in detail because it's just, you know, it's wild. It's a wild story like that. But um, I, I guess I can even back up further than that for me. Like, um, to be honest with you, man, like looking back at uh, since that moment when I was uh, 12, you know, I, I kind of had a I've been running. I had had issues with the, the cops ever since, really. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, run ins in, in the neighborhood. And, you know, what I'm saying like whether it be, you know, even if I was, you know, skipping school one day or something, you know, um, in school, there's, um, there's school police, you know what I mean? There was, there was always, mm-hmm. you know, looking back now, there was a, there was a lot more incidents with the police and it kind of just, you know, I remember, I, I can see how it shaped, you know, um, my, you know, where I, my direction in life. Right. And, um, I guess for me, the, uh, what I got, what I got in trouble for, it's not like just being, you know, completely honest and transparent about it. It's not like this is the first time I did, I did dirt and, you know, got locked up. I would, I had, I was in the streets already, you know what I'm saying? By that time I was already thugging. I was already out here just trying to make some money, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's, like I said, I remember trying to get a job. I couldn't even get my, I couldn't get a um, ID at the time. Cause it's really hard to get around. Like it, Houston's huge. You don't have a, you know, you don't have a car. It's really hard to get around. You know, the bus don't even run till a certain time in certain places, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Right. So I didn't, I, I had no ability really to get a um, job. Didn't have the support system, right? You know, and um, I was out here. In the so we're talking just, 16, 17, 18 year old range. You're you're in high school. Yeah, basically. well, this is since, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like you know, really, I, I started kind of running streets around fourteen. You know, so 14, okay. 15, 16, 17, 18. You know, like I, the whole that whole time, I was just kind of thugging and um. I guess the time where I got locked up, man, was um, actually after I had kind of put the street life away. And um, I told you about this. It was right after my mom passed. My mom passed away in 2008, uh, February 19th. And um, uh, I had joined the Navy and try to get out the streets, you know, because like I said, I had been thugging for a while. When she passed away, I just kind of want to switch it up because I was like, she's dead. You know, I kind of, you know, she, the last time she saw me, I was she made you rethink. Made yeah, I mean, rethink la- the last time she saw me, I was a piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like we, had, we you know, like I. We we weren't we, we weren't on good terms speaking terms when she passed. It was just you know it was just like at the very least I can graduate high school you know because by this time I, I had dropped out so I was like all right I'm get back in high school let me try and knock something out right for mom you know yeah, um so I I tried to get my life together you know join the navy and all that and the next year um um I'm sorry on her birthday that that following uh she died uh February and her birthday is in June right uh, June nineteenth mm-hmm. so so Juneteenth um um I got shot on you know in my neighborhood on club creek you know shout out shout out southwest again right um but yeah so I, it was just one of those nights where i couldn't sleep and it was like 10 o'clock i had i had fallen asleep earlier in the day you know and i couldn't sleep late right you know so i got right, up right, and i just right. went to go take a walk and um yeah man i, I long story short i don't you know it's hard kind of it's kind of hard to explain because really it, it, it happened so quickly. You know, I was walking down the street and um, I was walking on. I was so, so the- wait, so the, the day you got shot and when you ended up in jail, those are connected events. Very connected. All- now, exact. Cause yeah, so what I did was relapse, relapse. And, you know, re, you know, you've learned all these things when you, you know, relapse in recidivism, it was just relapse in a negative street behavior. Right. Cause I had, mm-hmm. I, like I told you um, at this time, you know, like we just discussed in previous podcasts, like I had um, the time where, uh, you know, 
yeah, I had um just relapsed into negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I had mm-hmm. got back into high school and tried to get my life back on track by this point. But um, you know what I'm saying? After joining the Navy, I'd swore in, you know, I was ready to go. But after getting shot from this random dude, man, they um uh I couldn't go to the Navy. Like I couldn't go to basic because I had an injury and it's like you can't go train the Navy. And where you shot. where did you get shot? I got shot what in my was- uh like left in the kidney. Um yeah, so from from the back or the front, front or like what? it just went straight through. It went straight through and it just hit my. It just hit the kidney. Like went straight what? Through the side. I, what was that? What is that like? I mean, yeah, to it get will, shot. Is you just immediately kind of go into shock? Like what? What is going on? It burns. It's it's hard to. All right, so I, I guess I can't tell you other than like go into the story, right? So I was walking down the street and some guy asked me for a cigarette. And I remember. I remember very clearly. I told him I didn't have a cigarette. I did have a cigarette. He didn't know that. I didn't pull him out. Maybe he was watching me for longer. I don't, it's long, you know, looking back, there's so many scenarios in my mind now, right? You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I said, I don't have any cigarettes. And I kept walking. And then I remember as I'm walking, like I said, I was distracted with my mom. I was just distracted that night. And I heard him again. Like I was stayed on Club Creek. It's like Club Creek and there was Beach Nut. And uh, uh, I mean, I stayed on corporate and there's a street called Beach Nut. And then out across that is the street Club Creek. And I just got caught slipping. I, I normally, you know, I, I normally am a lot more aware on that street. I just, I don't know. I know the area I was in and I wasn't doing, you know, it was just one of those days, you know, I, I shouldn't, whatever. So I'm walking. You the street. Let, let your guard down. Exactly. Exact man. You know, and I, I always, whatever. Um, Dude, I, I hear somebody else again behind me, you know, it's like, Hey, say, hey, he was, dude, you could tell he's from New Orleans because of his um, accent. He was like, say, Hey, and I, I turn back, I turn back around. He's like, why don't you give me everything you got? You hear me? That's how he, he told me. And I was, you know, he had the gun like right to my, like right in my stomach and i was you know and what i remember most i just remember being like oh, you know i remember doing like i remember that feeling of being like son of a bitch just do about to rob me you know and uh when uh i feel like when i did that i saw him kind of look at me like what nigga and just, he, bah, just immediately shot like so he didn't even take anything it, it happened so quick i didn't actually give him anything and he shot me you know it was just like i it was just like, give me everything you got. And I was, I feel like I, cause I, I'm pretty sure I did do like, you know, like I was feeling like, fuck, you know, I, I don't even think I yeah. had enough time to move. I don't know. Maybe I didn't move fast enough for the dude. I don't know. Maybe he was going to shoot me either way. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But he just okay. immediately shot, you know, he immediately shot. And as soon as I, as soon as the shot, you know, it was ringing, I turn around and I just start running. I turned like, I immediately turned around and, and started running. It wasn't like the movies where you shot and you fall back and all that, you know, it <laughs> <laughs> didn't knock yeah. me off my feet, you know? Yeah. I didn't, you know, and, and I guess the feeling, it felt like fire on the inside. I don't know how else to say it other than like, it felt like I was burning on, you know what I'm saying? Burning like, on the inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just felt like I was burning in my stomach. Like, you know, I don't know if, you know, you ever been in a real desperate situation where you get those ter- those terrifying butterflies where it's like, you think you're going to die, that kind of feeling in your chest. That was there too. So it was like, you know, it hurt and my stomach was like, yeah, you know? adrenaline. I'm sure adrenaline shot immediately through your system. Oh man, I was, I was, yeah, I ran, I ran, <laughs> I was gone. You know what I'm saying? Took yeah. off to I, there was a stop and go on the corner, of like Beach Nut and Club Creek, or a, or I think it's a stop and go. So I made it to the stop and go, and I, and I remember I run in there. I mind you, I think I'm dead. You know, I think there's no saving me at this point. I, you know, I've been shot, bro. I don't know what to think. So I, I remember I run in there, and I. I <laughs> I walk up onto the counter like, hey, man, I've been shot, man. Can I get some water? And I remember dude being like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, this right. <laughs> you know, I was like, thank you, man. So I walked in the room back. I get the water. And I, I remember I stand, I walk, go out to the to the front of the, um, you know, how 
um, gas stations have the glass front window or whatever, right? And there's like a little, mm-hmm. it's like the glass front and there's brick at the bottom or whatever, right? To hold the window up. And so I'm sitting yeah. on like that little ledge, and then, you know, the yeah. small little ledge where you have, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there drinking this, um, drinking this water on the outside of the gas station. I'm genuinely like, I, I, I don't, I, n- I never looked at it because I'm, I'm th- in my mind, I imagine a hole this big. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, I'm freaking out. Like, it hurts. I'm yeah. like, I'm about to die, you know? I'm like, I'm You're just right. thinking, you know, so I remember well, this is black dude. I, I mean, to be fair to you, you could have died, you know? So, yeah, I mean, you don't know at that point in time. Yeah. You just know that you've been shot and you're freaking out and who knows how serious it is, it is at that point. So, yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not wrong to think, I, I could die. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, I was I was freaking the fuck out to be honest with you. And uh, there's a black dude, this big black dude. It's funny. I remember this dude's face. Like he, he in my opinion, basically say you know really saved my life because I asked him for his phone and um, I called uh, Miss Tisha. Shout out Miss Tisha. I love you. She's she's she was the lady who took me in after my mom passed away. And you know what I'm saying like you know I'm pretty much homeless. You know so, so uh, she she gave me a place to stay. You know I was a kid. I ain't pay no rent. She's just you know it's a really amazing woman from New Orleans. That's why I got mad love from for New Orleans. Even I got shot from there for New Orleans. That's you know that happens in the streets, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I got mm-hmm. mad love for my people from you know anyway. But um so yeah so you know I, I oh man shout out Miss Teach. I'm sorry I'm thinking about this phone call. So I remember I I get all the I'm sorry I'm, I'm reminiscing now. It's, it's getting making me a little emotional about it. So, cause you know, cool. I got, yeah, niggas shot and shit, right? So I remember I get on the, I get on the phone, like I do, ask this dude for the phone. He lets me see it, and I call, I call the house, and uh, um, uh, Adriana, my little sister, my little, you know, um, this teacher's daughter, she she uh picks up, and I was like, hey, hey, how you doing? Can you put Miss Tisha on? And I want to tell her I'm shot. You know what I'm saying? She's little, you know, mm-hmm. she's my little sister at the time, right? You know, she she's kind of mm-hmm. being a little brat. I don't know what she was doing. She was just talking some kind of shit. She's very she's very sassy. You know, I love her to death, right? Um, and um, I was just like, could you please put Miss Tisha on the phone? Like, I kind of I remember I got real desperate. I can remember the feeling, and you could tell like she was like, uh, Ama, uh, and she ran over there. You know, mm-hmm. I could yeah. She was you. Could, yeah. She could tell. I could tell she could tell something was wrong. And I was and I as soon as um as soon as I heard Miss Tisha's voice, man, as soon as I heard, I'm about to tear up. I just broke down. I was like. I've been shot. I think I'm, you know, and she was like, oh Lord. Like she was, oh man, she was freaking out, you know? Mm-hmm. And immediately came my, my boy, Tor- shout out Toriano. Hey, damn. Oh. Pause it, bro. All right. All right. We had, we had to pause. I thought oh, I was going to tear up. Do I not, do not. Do I not didn't. Cry. I almost, <laughs> I thought I was going to drop when I was like, wait, hold, wait, mm. <laughs> hold up. All right. I'm good. All right. No. <laughs> um. So, so basically she, uh, I, she, I tell her I'm, I'm shot. She freaks out. You know, my boy, shout out Toriando, her, her son, you know, a uh, good friend from high school, you know, like I said, he, you know, his mom's who let me, in, you know, uh, live with yeah. him. So, you know, they all come, you know, he comes running down the street, you know what I'm saying? The homie trying to hold it down, you know what I'm saying? She, she comes driving down the street and the dude, the dude who I used his phone, because I didn't even think to call 911. I don't, you know, I just want to call his teacher. I thought I was dead, bro. I really, you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? I didn't think I was going to make it. I was like, I just got shot, bro. This is. It was right. I like he was right here. You know what I'm saying? Like in my mind, I'm like, ah, damn it, I fucked up. You know, like that's yeah. it. You know, I uh, uh, got caught lacking. Right. So, um, so he called. He called nine. Somebody called nine one one. Somebody because an ambulance came by. You know what I'm saying? By by this time, went like the exact same time as teachers pulling up. Um, the ambulance came. You know what I'm saying? And and they're you know they try to put me in there. And I remember seeing them. And man, it was it was emotional. It was wild, man. And uh, yeah, I made it to the to the hospital. And uh. 
you know, the police come, ask questions. <laughs> they were so apathetic to like, they didn't give a fuck, man. They, you could tell they thought it was like gang shit. They asked me if it was gang shit. And I was, you in a gang? It was, uh, was this uh, gang related? I was like, nah. Nah, I don't even know the dude. He just, I just, dude tried to rob me. I got shot. They're like, all right, we'll give you a call. We'll, we'll call you, you know, with the, with yeah. the, uh, for update. They never, never got a call back. They never hit me up about it. They, yeah. 100% that shit was marked as gang violence. That was just another statistic yeah. up. I, I feel it in my, you know, by the time, by the way he was talking to me, I was just like, all right, bro. All right. You know, so. Right. Yeah. So I'm in yeah. the hospital and it hurt like hell, you know, like, I don't know. I guess you can shot fucks up your, your abs or something. Or maybe I was just so oh, tense. Oh yeah, I don't know. I know for sure. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't like sit up. I couldn't sit up for for like three days. Like I couldn't. I literally didn't have the ability. Like I my my I did not have the physical ability to sit up. You know what I'm saying? And like mm -hmm. I, and I remember my abs like they kind of they they that I, I think they're shaped funny now since then. Like they have like a weird kind of curve to them now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, it was weird. So that. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. Um, so, 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 how did this? That, so, that kind of led. I, I couldn't. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't go to the Navy anymore, and so for me, it was just like, that's it. You know, like, like I'm, I'm supposed to be in the streets. This is, this is meant to be. I'm, you know, this is a sign that I'm not supposed to make it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what it felt like to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I internalized. I remember thinking that. I remember being at the house. I remember, you know, that my, uh, um, what is it? My recruiter calling me mm -hmm. and, and, you know, I, I think he actually might've visited me in a hospital too, actually. And I remember my recruiter coming in and he was just like, damn, man, you know what I'm saying? And, um, it's like, you know, you can't, you know, you're shot. You can't go. I think I was, you know, I got shot June. I was supposed to leave for a, a basic, like in July and it, I wasn't going to be able to heal up and go. They were like, you're going to have to mm -hmm. re, you're going to have to reapply, retake the ass. You have to redo all this shit. You know what I'm saying? L later again. And I was just like, all right, bro. You know, I, I didn't, you know, I, I, in my mind, I was just like, this is over. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is a done deal. We're not doing this again. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, I started talking 10 times harder to be honest with you. I went back where right? as soon as I healed up, I was like, all right, we back out here. You know, I was, I, man, I, I went right back to the streets, man. I actually went even harder, you know what I'm saying? than I did before mm -hmm. and, um, end up getting caught up on a case. I don't want to go into detail on that, but, uh, yeah, man, long story short, got caught up, uh, got locked up. Um, and, that's let, where, let me go ahead. Let me. One thing that I think is really useful about the conversations like this with you is that you know we talk about Marty and the Bro talks about looking at situations as they are not two sided. They're a sphere, hmm. and they have multiple perspectives that you can look at them. Hmm. And one of the things that's interesting about you is you have been on two two ends of uh, of the justice system uh, not not of the justice not, not like you've been in law enforcement yourself but i'm i'm saying yeah. you have been been essentially a, a, a criminal mm -hmm. and now you're not a criminal at all yeah. but you have that perspective you have that perspective that somebody who's truly a lifelong criminal mm. doesn't have because they haven't been on the other side of that sphere Whereas, yeah. whereas you, you, you really have a, an ability to, to look at these things in multiple dimensions now, especially just everything you've been through. So that's why I think this is, this is really particularly useful to, to hear a story like this. So anyway, uh, you, you end up in jail and. 
So that and county and, county jail, right? Or city so, jail? So, this, or... so so this is where it gets really complicated, right? Well, not even just complicated. It gets real dense at this point, right? So I do. I, I I'm just thugging in the streets, and I end up. Of course, you get caught up. You in the streets, you get caught up, right? So I went to jail behind some shit, and um. I went to jail, but don't mistake me going to jail for it, meaning like I got in trouble and, you know, went in front of a judge. Judge was like, you got in trouble. This is your sentence. Bangs a gavel. And now I have to carry out the sentence. That's what most people think of when they think of, you know, like going to jail. That's the process. Right. But that's rarely ever what happens. That's not how it Mm -hmm. happens. Right. What happens is you go to jail and you sit in there waiting to 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 be seen by the judge you fight just fighting your case like waiting for you know they call it discovery all this stuff they kind of just reset your court date and you sit in jail if you can't afford bail you sit in jail waiting for a judge to hear your case then you be sentenced so what happens a lot of times is you know saying you're sitting in jail before you know the innocent or guilty you know verdict is is met and a lot of people Mm -hmm. you know regardless of whether it's a um um violent or nonviolent crime, a lot of times that's not the deciding factor. What the deciding factor really is, is do you have enough money to get out or not, right? It's more of a tax, right? So what happened with me is- So they set bail for you. Yeah, I had a bail. But- but of course, I couldn't know who's going to pay the bail. Yeah. So I couldn't afford bail. And what what the complications of that, so for example, like I sat in jail for two years fighting my case. I wasn't sentenced to two years. I didn't go to jail and the judge was like, this is bad. You have two years. Bang. No, nah, I sat in jail- for two years waiting for a judge to give me time. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting there, just, we call it, they call it dead time. You know what I'm saying? When you're locked up, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, especially if, you know, it doesn't mean anything. Like, like for me, in my opinion, like I got probation, right? I, I got, because it was my first ever, you know, major offense, you know, my first offense as an adult. So I had, you know, got some juvenile issues, but I, you know, at this time I was just turned 18 or something. And, um, was I 17 or whatever, it doesn't matter. But, um, so, uh, I got, um, this is my first, you know, adult offense. So usually you're, unless you murder somebody, they're going to give you probation. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I got probation, you know, for my first offense. And if I had, if I could afford bail, I would have got that exact same probation sentence two years earlier. Does that make sense? So instead of, if I could have bailed out, I would have probably been reset, you know, a couple of times, been able to be out, out of jail, establishing my life so I can prove to the judge like, hey, you know, because, you know, you got to go to the front of the judge eventually. Now, if you're mm-hmm. now imagine if if I'm behind bars the whole time. So when I go in front of the judge, I'm in orange. You know what I'm saying? I'm going in front of the judge as a criminal already. Right. Versus if I had been able to bail out. You know what I'm saying? And I could go in front of the judge in my nice little suit, show him that I've been working since I got in trouble because I bailed out, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I've been, this is what I've been doing since I got out of jail. I did do wrong here or I didn't do wrong here or whatever. But either way, this is what I've been trying to do right here. And that's what a lot of white people, that's what happens with a lot of rich people. That's kind of already what happens with people who can afford lawyers and, you know what I'm saying? Bail, get out of bail. That's what happens with people like me who can't afford bail. You just sit in jail, literally, like I said, for two years and then. You end up, you know, signing a plea bargain and they do it on purpose. So that way, you know, you get desperate enough to sign for whatever. It's just like, you know, they, you see a light at the end of the tunnel. That's what that paper is. It's like, what's I'll sign. Let me give me that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm Let just me sitting out of here. Because you, you really, you're just sitting there, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, you don't know. And you, no, you, know, you have no information about what's going. There's just no information. It's not like, you know, it's not like you can watch, you know, get on the internet and look up something. And you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's it's not. It's not that easy, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, Everything is on hold. You are you you're in your life a black is on pause. Hole. Yeah, your life is on pause, life is on- bro. Every mm. and, and the world's going around around you. Everything's going. You know, you know things are moving around you. It's it's the weirdest feeling, and it feels like it's one of the weirdest feelings ever in jail, man. Like because you can feel like if you ever see like somebody's been in jail, like uh, um like anybody from the hood knows. Nigga's been locked up a while, man. You can tell like they they 
their youth is like preserved because it's almost like your life is on pause. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't like you don't live as much. So, you know, their, their skins like, you know, like older people look younger if you've been sitting in jail the whole time. So you're sitting there working out and just, you know, sitting in something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Versus, mm-hmm. you know, outliving your life, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, getting sunlight, you get a lot less sun in jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, yeah. like it's um. Uh, you know, your life, you're just, if you're on pause, like literally it's like pausing smiling on TV and it's a human being. You're just kind of like in limbo. Cause think about it. Nothing moves forward. You don't get anything accomplished really in jail. You know what I'm saying? You're just stuck at that moment. So since I go to jail, once I, uh, and that's what it feels like to me now. Like, um, it feels like I've been stuck in that, you know, that, that summer after high school. Cause that's when I, that's when I went to jail, it feels like I've been stuck in that summer since, for 10 years now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I haven't been mm. able to really move forward past that, right? Because that's when I got in trouble. So a lot of things were put on a halt in that moment. Like, you know what I'm saying? For example, mm-hmm. with going to jail, I didn't um I never I when I went to jail, I never had a driver's license, for example, right? And um even though I didn't have a driver's license, they still suspended my license, my non existent license. That was just a stipulation of the probation. They were like, Okay, you have to have, you know, it's just like they just blanket these are all the things you you know, they don't there's no nuance, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just a blanket. It's, yeah, just thing. a checkbox that they Yeah, do. exactly. Like no driving for you either. You know what I'm saying? It's for somebody like me who already, you know, it's not like I have a large support system. You know what I'm saying? In Houston, you have to, if you don't have a car, you will, you're not going to make it. You know what I mean? You're not going to make it, you know, at all. You just, you have to have a vehicle in Houston to, to get around and, and live and be, a, you know, it's not really very good public transportation. You're going to, you're going to starve and die poor. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I can't, yeah. legally can't drive. And how do you unsuspend a license that doesn't exist? It's just, it was just, you know, it's one of those things where to this day is still a problem because I don't have a license still. Cause it's just one of those things where it's just, it's just mad red tape. You know what I'm saying? And something that's all yeah. like stemming from, you know, being in, you know, getting locked up. It just it affects so many different aspects of your life, you know? And then, Imagine trying to talk to somebody about this. It's just like, you know, there's no point. You know, it's like, I'm, you know. No, I know you, you were, you get frustrated sometimes when you try to explain to people that you don't have a license and everybody's response is, you, well, why don't you just go get a license? Yeah, yeah exactly. And it's just like, all right, and I like, oh, oh, you know what? <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for helping me out. I should just go get a license then. Let me do that. Just yeah. wait there. I'm going to go get a license. We'll exactly. get this fixed up. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. You know? It doesn't work that way. It's, like, it, it, it's just, my, un, my license that doesn't exist is suspended. So I have to unsuspend a license number that doesn't exist. Like it, People don't kind of like, that part's yeah. lost on people where it's like, you know, and I'm not the only person that deals with this. There's like, there's like public defenders that like specialize in this area. You know what I'm saying? Mm. This specific oh thing. God. That's how bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I you know, I met people like, yo, no, that's what we do. We uh, make sure get people their life driver's licenses. And I'm like, because you actually, I, I thought it was, uh, fa- if you fast forward to, I think last year, you did go in front of a judge because you, you, or you made an appointment or something to get that problem fixed. You still don't have a license as of th- the taping of this show. Yeah. So but, I have a, I, but I you have, have made paper. progress, but, but you remember when you went in front of the, uh, or you were talking to the the clerk or something like that. I went and in front of a judge. No, looked so- up something. Yeah, so what I did was, um, um, I, I made it to the point where you, I went in front of a judge and got a, got like sign thing like, hey, unsuspend this guy's license. You know, it's like a thick paper about this thick, and it's got my whole my whole history of being, you know, getting in trouble with driving because all my arrests since that that one um and lockup since um uh since the probation, every mm-hmm. arrest since then has just been traffic violations. 
all of them. Mm. Just been, you yeah. don't have a license. You shouldn't be behind this vehicle. You know, that's it. But anyway, um, yeah. so, uh, um, but I tried trying to rectify that. I bring that to the DPS office or to the, to the, you know, DPS or DMV, whatever you call it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And their response to me is, um, I understand, but that's a whole different department. He doesn't have, he can't, he doesn't have the power to do that, you know, to unsuspend this license. That's what I was told. And I was just like, okay, I don't understand. So what, so what, you know, like, it's a judge. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Look at this. Look at this. That's a, that's a, it's a city seal there. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, that's not this department. It's not, he doesn't, mm. doesn't do this over here. I'm like, well, then who does this? You know? And they're like, oh, you gotta, it, it, like, it was, um, this, at this time COVID happened. So, um, the, the steps after that, after that point was like, I had to make another appointment. But like I said, that's when the lockdowns had happened. You remember, I don't know if you remember that's yeah, it's exactly when it mm-hmm. happened. Just terrible mm-hmm. timing yeah. on that. But, you know, like think about the fact that you know it's been a ten, it's been a ten year, a decade long process trying to deal with this you know license, and it's you know it, it affect like I said, it's all stems from this one you know, um, situation with incarceration, and and it's a and being locked up, it's all a pretext to uh um, it's all a pretext to stopping you right and and, and getting well, you know, wasn't there wasn't there one moment when you somebody was asking you so why do you need a license, and you're like. Because and you you pulled up some case or something and showed them. Oh no! That- okay, I see what you're saying. I see. So um, that that was uh, I had to 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 get the to get the judge to sign that paper. I had to give a reason to why um, I had to give a reason why I need a license, why I need to drive. I was trying to. Oh, I was trying to get an occupational driver's license, right? You know. Mm. Um, okay. And um and and I, I and there's a study done by Princeton. Uh, this is a study I found like uh, the the. They do a Princeton does a study every year, um, seeing what the biggest barriers to upward mobility is, and consistently every year the number one um, barrier to up mobility they find is um, um, transportation. Lack, transportation, lack of access, to transportation every time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, people can't you know get to where the opportunities are. That's simple as that. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I I cited that as my reason. You know what I mean? I was like, well, you know, they're like why? I was like why? Because science, I don't know what, you know, like, that's why yeah. I don't, you know, it's just, I'm going to die porn in pain, you know, and there's nothing I can do about it right now. I would really Unless like to do something. Yeah, let me be a pause. All right, yeah, so um, after I cited this Princeton study, um, the the ju- the judge and the and the uh, count first the clerk um, the lady I just give it to her and then she gives it to the judge. You know, she she read it. She actually. She didn't like it, I think, actually. She was kind of like, I don't know. She was thinking more of like a personal reason. But I told her, I was like, no, I'm not changing. She kind of, she, she actually, I, if I'm not mistaken, she kind of hinted towards me changing it. And I was just like, no, 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 I'm, I'm, that's no, I'm leaving that because that's what the truth is, right? And when it got to the, she was like, all right, whatever, you know, I'm do what I want, right? So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so whatever, dude. Yeah, exactly. You'll be back in jail and so you'll be back in jail in, in a week. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? So uh, when I finally got in front of the judge, you know, he's, re- I see him reading through it. He's, you know, he, you know how you old white people are. Gotta look at it from over here. So he's looking at the thing, you know, and uh, um, he um, like he he asks, oh, he oh, he reads the um the Princeton study, and he's like, is this true? Um, like I said, you know, there's a you know, uh, um, transportation being the biggest barrier towards up more mobility. I was like, yes, sir, it's you know very true. And he was like, oh, okay, well, um, and I kind of started explaining to my story. You know, he was just like, because uh, he started looking at my history of 
of driving record. And he noticed it was just driving without us literally driving with license invalid, driving license suspended, driving license, driving license, suspended, driving license, suspended, you know, cause and he's just like, why do you keep driving? I was like, sir, like I can't, I have and tell like, there's not enough public transportation. You have to drive out here. I promise you, man, those last ones you see, I was stopped on my moped and he looks at me and he's literally like, moped. You know, like kind of like he's like you could see he was just like, wait, what? Because mm-hmm. he sees all these traffic infringements, and I'm explaining to him, I was like, sir, I've been stopped here four times on my moped, man. You know, I I I know it's legal to drive. Um, um, to I think you can ride things under 50 cc's, and you don't have to have yep. a um, driver's license, right? And I'm, I'm explaining yep. to him all these things, and he's just listening. He kind of you know judges they don't want to hear all that shit, so he cuts me off real quick. He's just like, all right, all right, all right. And you know, he's like, you can kind of tell he's just like, this is stupid, you know, like. He could, you kind of tell on his face, he was just like, give this kid a fucking license, you know, like, you know, he's trying yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, what's kind of interesting, though, is he's a judge and theoretically he's seeing situations like this nonstop. You think he'd yeah. be a little more aware of this information. Yeah, well, I guess not. I think, he's, well, I'd be, I, I found it, it's not that surprising that people don't know things like this, especially because like. Even with me, like, you know, you kind of, you know, once you, most of us don't seek the information. We just listen to what we're told. Like, even the people listening to this podcast, most of them aren't going to go look up that precedent study. They just heard me say it. Now they're going to tell other people exactly what we said. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. what people know is just what some shit they heard. And most shit people hear is wrong. You know what I'm saying? So this mm-hmm. judge is probably in his mind. It's, you know, it's, you know, he knows. He sees the statistics of black people getting in trouble for this, that, and the third. And that's probably where his, you know, he doesn't think about the nuance, you know, side of that, the, you know, the why or. No, and probably he's probably got white hair and, and has been doing that job a long time. Exactly. He's he's, definitely that guy. He's seen it all. He's jaded. He doesn't care. Exactly. Exactly. Like you could tell it wasn't like when he heard my story, you know, like, like judges, and I don't know if they're supposed to be like this, but. It seems like they don't, you know, like they, I guess they treat everything on a case by case basis, right? Something like that. Like they don't, it doesn't seem like, to. I guess, I mean, well, I, I, isn't that, I think that's weird though. So the reason why I think that's weird is, you know, if I notice like a, a pattern somewhere, you know, in, in cases or in issues, or if it's like, if it's just nothing but black kids coming through, you know what I'm saying? I would, you know, I would kind of question, I'd be like, Hey, do, do we, do we have money for studies or figure out what's going on in this, in this area? Why is this happening? Like, you know. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like there as, should be some kind of yeah. nuance, like, you know, like, like, I don't know, you know, like some kind of bell ringing. We're like, okay, all right. Maybe we can, instead of just banging the gavel, we can try to, you know, stop this before it gets to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you would think. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. That's, you're dreaming. I was kind of interested to, to hear you talk about the experience in jail from a human standpoint. I, I know that you've mentioned sometimes about how you had to be get really good at learning to read body language and all the different personalities that were there, personalities of the other, uh, the other people that were basically in your shoes, and then the guards also. Yeah. What was that? What, what there were some some life lessons that came out of the experience that were bigger than just the, you know, the 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 the, the punishment or the whatever. Yeah, man. So there was a, yeah, man. I, I, uh, that made me a man. Were the, to be honest were the with guards you. were the guards just all like dicks from the start, or were for some sure, of them for nice, sure. No, no, nah, nah, man. Um, so for the most part, man. You know, I mean, yeah, ain't no, ain't really no quote unquote nice COs, man. Maybe whatever. I, you know, so what it, 
what really what I really learned in there, man, was like I said, it, it taught me how to be a man. You're, you're, first of all, I was alone, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, because um, in jail, you know, nobody does your time with you, right? You know what I'm saying? There's little little isms you learn while you're in there. And so my first, my first, I like to tell people, my first went to jail, they sat my ass down for two years, right? You know what I'm saying? They weren't playing with me, is what I like to tell people, you know? So what it, uh, I sat in uh, 701 San Jacinto, I, I start off on the third floor. And it's like, uh, it was like the old, the, the higher up you go in floors, the seven floors, um, the more rowdy it gets. Let's put it like that, right? And they call it the seven floor gladiator tank. You know, so, you know, I was hearing about it from the third floor. God. They were like, yeah, it's just, it's just a bunch of young, they just throw a bunch of young niggas up there. Whatever, I'll get to there because I made it there. So we'll, we'll get to the seventh floor, right? But um, so uh, so I was in 3D2, so it's third floor, D-Pod, Tank 2, right? And um, it was a, it was, it was a tank full of uh, old schools, like, you know, older black dudes and older, you know, it was mostly blacks and Mexicans in jail, right? You know what I'm saying? There's like, always like one or two white people in there. And that was a really wild experience. Like I said, it's my first time really sitting in jail. So I'm in here. And I guess I lucked up by first going to a, a, a tank with older dudes because you can tell there's a little more democracy and um, there's a little more like for a perfect way to describe that or a example for that is um, so toilet paper, right? Um, every day, the COs or the the, the, um, the guards bring in uh, toilet paper, three rolls of toilet paper for the for the. For the whole pod for like 42 people in the tank right and uh for i mean for the whole tank like 42 or so the think bunk something like that so everybody has three um there's three rolls of toilet paper and this tank what they would do is they put the toilet paper on top of the tv and like a democrat so anybody that wants toilet paper you just go get the toilet paper right and uh but uh, actually uh and it was you know it was that was the first way I seen it. And that kind of set the tone of like, okay, we're kind of you know it's more of a cooperative it's, it's no beef here it's not there's not there wasn't as much there wasn't extortion let's put it like that you weren't like you know i didn't see a lot of people like you know say hey nigga give me you know some off the commissary whatever right you know stealing from bags until this one you know one dude came in there we had there was a whole race riot on that floor like because the mexicans like I, I met a bunch of houstones houstones are just this you know um hispanic you know prison gang and you know saying some dudes from you know dudes was locked up in the county and shout out houstones man it's some <laughs> I like I, I, there was some real no nah, for real they they held it down they taught me how to eat in there for real man the Houstons held it down for me I, I like Houstons but anyway but uh, so um yeah so I, I used to eat with the Houstons because like I said I didn't bust star I didn't have anybody to put money on my books you don't only way you eat is if you steal somebody's shit you you hustle in there or you put somebody put um um money on your commissary money was put mean by money on your books like um. So I mean, they they don't provide food for. I mean, you the eat inmates. You eat three to, yeah, you eat three meals a day, but you'll starve on them three meals. I promise you, you ain't going. <laughs> we'll starve okay. to death in that all on them three meals, man. You for real, it's not. It's barely me. Like it's just enough to you know. Think it's a you know, it's all you know profit driven, right? So you know, what I'm saying they're 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 feeding you the bare minimum to for you to survive for real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I remember being. I remember like I'm telling you like between meals, I'm in there like oh my god, like before I you know I, I learned how to hustle in there. Another story for another day, right? But um, so um, really, like I said, in the third on the third floor, there was a whole race riot because one of the you know this one dude came in and he kind of shook up the whole tank. Yeah, you know, he was kind of he was starting extorting people, and you know it, it got wild. He started extorting the um, um not the Houstons, they ain't play with them, but the like the south of the border Mexicans, like because you know there's cliques everywhere in jail, right? There's like you know yeah. black people aren't all together. There's like bloods over here and these niggas over there and these. You know what I'm saying? And with the Hispanics, it was like you know they were a lot more together, right? But there were still like south of the border Mexicans that speak Spanish, and like the Houstons were like you know what I'm saying they like they were like. Like hood Mexicans, right? You know what I'm saying? They like, you know, they okay. listen to like zero and rap music, right? And these guys listen to like da 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 da, you know that you know they're, they're like op, you know, it's, it's true, that's what it was, right? So you know, yeah. But um, so um, there was a whole race riot based on because it's one dude, and I don't, you know, 
whatever on this dude, right? You know what I'm saying? He started a whole race riot. They had these, they had the CEOs come, they call them turtles. They have these like shells. They literally have like chest plates and they came in. Man, it was wild. You know what I'm saying? So after that, I got, um, we all got displaced. The whole tank got, you know, shipped everywhere. Um, they didn't keep anybody in the tank. And so we, um, I went up to the fifth floor, 5F3, right? And 5F3, this ceilings were lower. And like I said, the, the higher you got, the more progressively younger they got, right? You know what I'm saying? So at 5F3, I was one of the older guys. And at this time, I think I was just, I just turned, uh, I think I was 20 or 19, but I was one of the older cats in that tank. You know what I mean? There was other, there's other people older than me, but I was one of the older ones in that one, right? In, fi- in the fifth floor. So how long, how long before this change do you, are you kind of, uh, getting a little, I don't know, experienced at. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the race riot. Yeah. The, the, (laughs) exactly. It's all terrible. It's, it sucked. The race riot happened about four months into my stay. And mind you, this whole time is going, you know, they get, you get, we call them, I call them pink slips. Like, so it's, it's a, um, you get a reset paper. Like, you know, like I told you, cause I couldn't, I couldn't, um, since I couldn't actually, uh, bail out or bond out. They they come you know I they they take you to court you know let's say they like okay court's on Tuesday and you're in jail so on Tuesday when Tuesday comes up they take you out and you go to court and how it worked was you're like if this is the courthouse you sit in like a cell behind the courthouse right so I'm sitting in the cell behind the courthouse and you don't see your lawyer for like you're in there for like six hours don't see your lawyer for five of them hours you know saying then he finally comes out and it's like already has reset papers in hand or he might have some time for you it's like here's twelve years do you want to sign for that like hell no you know and they're like all right. All right, well, here's your reset papers. You can go back to jail and we'll come back and try it again. You know, and that's that, that's the cycle, right? That's what happens. So, oh my God. And, and so, yeah, the first time, the first time I went to jail, so, I mean, so, so you never had a conversation with a lawyer, uh, like a sit down, like a, at a desk, and you're like, no, so about options. So, if you think about it, I'm, I'm changing spot. So, if you think about a desk, so what is, I know you see like in the movies where there's like glass in between, like the, oh, you know, yeah. it's like, so it's similar to that visitation. There's three holes, there's like a hole here. Whole here, whole here. So there's three, a lot of times three to five, you know, there's lawyers and it's, it's I'm an inmate and, and there's multiple inmates on this side, multiple lawyers on that side. So we try to yell at each other, talking through the hole and, you know, you, you can't, you can't really, for real, like you're trying to talk to your lawyer and there's two other guys over there and they, you know, like you're trying to like. They're shouting to. Yeah, yeah. It's just nothing's yeah. really getting, nothing's really getting done, you know what I'm saying? Or getting discussed. So normally they just come back with them, with the reset papers, you know what I mean? Like for me, at least in my experience, cause I ain't have no, I was in there fucked, you know? I had no, it wasn't going to bail out, right? I wasn't bonding out. So Did you, you come, have a plan or were you sort of thinking like, here's what I need to do? Or you're just like, there's I'm nothing the I, mercy. There's a book, um, I couldn't do nothing. Like I had no information. The only information I had about my case came in from my lawyer, this guy who has a thousand other cases. He's my, you know, this is my, uh, I'm so, um, well, public defender, public defender. Now, you know, and now that I think about it, I, you know, I'm, I'm actually, um, uh, I, I did get lucky knowing Kirk. Kirk actually, since he knew, he actually knew, um, the DA on my case or something like that. Cause you know, I told you he's a, um, he's a lawyer. Oh, that's right. Cause you had met Kirk like the previous year. Exactly. I had met Kirk and, uh, was this a coincidence that, you that, that that he was the connection there that was yeah. kind of a lucky coincidence yeah, yeah just oh so happened God. Wow. just so happened okay. so i i think i think you know and you know, you know he was like man i now i think back you know i gotta man you have no idea how much he helped me i'm pretty sure he like you know was my reference of like you know hey like if you have one person you know what i mean like somebody like, he was just that person that was like hey this kid's a good kid you know and and mm-hmm. that one co-sign from you know to to give me you know just give me an, a chance an opportunity right I'm pretty, you know, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's what that was. And you know what I'm saying? And um, so, Boy, yeah, man. I was really lucky that 
yeah. this guy that you knew that knew you had an intersection with your experience in jail to help you to 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 give you a lifeline out without mm-hmm. that connection uh and he could have well he could have he uh, well well, it's really props to him for not just abandoning me because you know he could have seen me in jail and just been like hey you know you're you're a criminal not want anything to do with you like a lot like i had family do you know what i'm saying you know not all my family Mm but i've had family do me like that right so you know what i'm saying like but he didn't do that and i appreciate it you know what i'm saying like like i said he when i got when i he came to see me and was like I'm going to kick your ass when you get out, but come see me. You know what I mean? Like, and it was like, damn, man, it meant the world to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, yeah. you know, you know, it, it, what he's saying yeah. is, you know, yeah, you come see me. Right. It means, you know, I, I, I'm not going to give up on you basically. Right. We, we right. still, we still homies and it meant the world. You yeah. Know? And, and if anybody is listening to this and did not hear episode three, we, uh, you told a, a good story about Kirk and your experience meeting him as the bus captain. So go back and listen <laughs> to episode three, if you hadn't heard it already. Yeah, it's right at the end of of episode three. So if you didn't make it all the way through, you got to go back and listen to the whole thing. Hell yeah, hell yeah. That was fun. That was a fun story. But anyway, okay. So so Kirk, he's he's your lifeline. He's the he's lifeline. But um, like like, but in there, like you know, there's no lifelines. It's just it's just hard in jail, right? You know, saying like like there's you know, and also mind you, in county jail, uh, anybody that really's been down knows, man. It's I, I wouldn't wish sitting in county on nobody man like it's 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 sometimes a lot of times worse than going to prison because in prison you can go outside you have a rec yard you know what i'm saying and and seven, i don't know how 701 Santo is now but back when i was locked up there was none of that going out there you can't go there's you're in the middle of downtown you know houston there's no going outside you have no sunlight i didn't feel sun on my skin for two years you know what i'm saying there's no going outside in there you're just sitting in a cell in a tank should i say with 42 other people because i didn't i never made it to a place with single man cells i think they had single man cells but i never made it to to a tank with that you know like it was all bunk beds it's like you know it was all just bunk beds open you know open big open space and it, like i said and, and it, it makes you I, I had to learn i had to grow up real quick i had to learn how to like you know saying read people really really quick you know what I'm saying or really well too because yeah think about it you know like you're you can't escape when you're in jail. You can't escape anything, right? You know, you get you get a, you get you get to you get a break from every part of life, right? Even if it's your your kids, right? You know, what I'm saying you can sit in the bathroom and shit for two seconds, right? You know, what I'm saying if um you 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 could go home from work, you can go to work from home, right? If you wherever you need a break, you know, you get you you can you can walk away, right? There's no none of that breaking shit in jail. There's no like you're 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 there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's hard to explain. Like until like literally like that third that third month. Like I don't know how to explain. It's just this weird feeling. I remember there was you know, I remember a couple times where like I just felt so claustrophobic and so stuck. Like I almost like you know you're just I'm just I was just like man I just need to get out and get some air. And it's just you can't I can't yeah. you know I just, you know it was just that moment like you know what I mean just a moment where you're just like I just need to, I just need a second to breathe. You know I was just, I was just like I can't do that. Hmm. I don't know. It's just it was it's such a surreal, weird like. It was terrible, man. It was real. It was real bad. And like like I said, the people like twenty four seven. There's guys trying to you know. Everybody wants something from you. You know, what I'm saying if you have something, does that make sense? Like you know, nothing comes for free. Ain't nobody trying to you know. There's always you know an interaction. Like you know, you always gotta. Can you always gotta 
tell somebody's motives, right? You know, saying if somebody's talking to you, there's usually a motive behind it. There's ne- there's rarely ever just, you know, saying, even if it's just talking to you, sometimes, you know, a dude might try and befriend you because, you know, saying you, they want to go through your commissary bag or, you know, saying that you might offer them protection or something in their mind. Like, you know, there's always something, right? You know what I'm saying? And, and, you know, being in jail, like I said, like I got real good at reading people because of like, like I said, if you can't, if you got to read people in jail, if you can't, like you get caught slipping real bad, right? You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you mis misjudge somebody, you know what I'm saying, they're gonna steal from you or fuck you up, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's, it's like it's you know, it can get it can get real cutthroat, right? You know what I'm saying? And and like I said, and, and even beyond just getting cutthroat, like I said, a, a lot of it is just being around people, not being able to escape people, you know, you it you just get to you get to read people really well. And you got to imagine with jail, like jail isn't meant for long-term. Like, you know, usually people like me are the outliers. There's always like a few people in every tank. Like I was that guy that's been there forever. Like I come, you know, I, I know how to make crosses out of trash bags. I'm one of those guys, like, you know, people come in and like, oh yeah, you know, I can, you know, know how to turn the hot pot into a burner. I can make, you know what I'm saying? I know how to, you know, make ink for tattoos. This tat, my first tat I ever got, this one on my arm. I got this in jail. This is when I was talking about the loop. 1511 through 32. Mm-hmm. I got this, you know, I got this pick, you know, this nigga just sat there, you know, it's, it's MS-13 dude, you know what I'm saying? He was, funny story on that guy. It was in there for two capital murders. One of the nicest people I ever met in my life. True God, I, man, dude always had a smile on his face. Terrified me because of that, but yeah, no, always, always good mood. Always share his food with me, you know? And, and <laughs> uh, so the, the, the two people he killed, he wasn't too nice to them, but I, yeah, I get. I don't, you know, I, all you I know is what he was charged with. All I know is what he was charged with. I I don't know if he did it or not. I just know he was charged with two capital murders, and he was a very nice man to me. Didn't speak any English. Every time I see him, like, what's up, man? We call him MS because you know he was MS thirteen, and all he, he all he did was tattoo. That's how he made his money. He do tattoos in there, and he just be like, eh. it's always his, it was his like he's always just smiling in there. Yeah, yeah. chilling. Yeah. yeah, man. I don't know, man. You know, yeah, different world, right? But um. Different world, and and the uh, one time you mentioned the guards, you seemed like they were always on steroids, and <laughs> seemed always, like seemed you know, no man. So we had there was two different slap a lots in that though. So we called two different dudes slap a lot, and shout out my anybody that knows because there's a there's a the real slap a lot which you know the OG like you know, I don't know if he's still I don't like I said I haven't been in years right. We called them long we called them slap a lot because they would slap the dog fuck out of you. You know what I'm saying like. And they just, it was kind of their favorite thing to do. And like, they were obviously roided up. Like you could see them, you can see them come in the morning, white boys, their like arms are like pink from here, like from, from all the pumping and shit. And they're walking in, can't even wipe their own ass. They just walking in like this, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like legs skinny, like mine, bro. Dead ass, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, yeah. no leg work, you know, skip all leg days, you know? They were, and that, yeah. that's how they were all, you know, built, especially the white boys. That's how they were, they were all built, man. And um, so yeah. they just come in, they, they're, they're, they got it out by bullying bullying the the inmates because they, they will fuck you up and- yeah yeah man like so and the how you get so i didn't even talk about going to seventh floor so in the fifth floor long story short dude tries to uh um i i dude tries to go in my commissary bag young young boy i tried to take on under my wing but you know what I'm saying he 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 didn't try to he stole two of my soups and i put my shoes on and said let's go in the shoes he went and ran hit the button which is a big ass no-no you 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 get out there and fight and take that l if you go to jail i it, it's way better than calling the goddamn guards because you're you know, don't do that mm. don't call the guards bro don't call the guards you're you know more than likely you're not gonna die and a lot of times they ain't gonna let you die in that hoe 
we all in this so we ain't trying to catch no new cases bro you know what I'm saying we're gonna, gonna get you gonna get your ass whooped we're gonna pull them off you real quick so you know what I'm saying like it's all good right whatever but that's neither here nor there right you know what I'm saying but um you know you try to be a accomplice to murder nigga you crazy you know what I'm saying like we got you you know but you're gonna get your ass whooped yeah. anyway um so this dude instead of just taking that ass like a man you know what I'm saying he hit the button on me you know what I'm saying and of course they they roll me up out of there because you know you're not supposed to fight so I get kicked out the tank and I go to the seventh floor and seventh floor likes the gladiator tank seven f3 Jesus fucking Christ, man. Shout out Donnie, though, man. There was some, the realest niggas, so I told you, that's where I got tatted. I met the MS. There was like the realest niggas I ever met and some of the craziest, like it was the craziest. Every night we got rolled, the rollers would call in. And who are those guys? It's just the guards who come in and shake you down, like trying to see if you have any contraband on you. Every night, the rollers got called on us in there. And it was, it was because they're young, you know what I'm saying? And young boys, they don't, they ain't trying to lay down, like, because when it's basically, they call rack time, which is time to go to sleep. Rack time, rack time supposed to go lay the fuck down or they're gonna call the rollers in there and rollers gonna come pull y'all up out of it pull us up out of there make us all strip down to our fucking boxers you know what i'm saying like it's just it's humiliating it's 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 fucking terrible i hate it i hate it getting rolled you know what i'm saying but in seventh floor we got rolled every day just getting they'd come in make us shake down our shit and you can't really do anything to get rolled because they, they search the whole place and take all contraband you can't have tattoo ink in jail they're gonna take all that shit and you know it just fucks up the money it fucks up it fucks up the flow in the tank you know what I'm saying? When we get yeah. rolled, so you can't really get nothing moving, you know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was terrible, man. Like the little bit of, you know, kind of trying to get a little bit of a break in the tank from, you know, being locked up. You can't get any of that going, right? Like even the hot pots, like, cause the, the hot pots, they're like, long story, like they're what you, you know, use to make food warm, but they only get lukewarm. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you know, like, like people in jail are genius. Like that dude taught me how to like wire them, rewire them so that they actually boil, make boiling hot water so you can actually really cook something, right? And uh, that's contraband, though. You can't do that. You're not supposed to do that. It's supposed to stay. It's supposed to just only get how it's supposed, how it comes, that lukewarm ass bullshit. You know, if you make it a boiler, they consider contraband and they take it from you, get in trouble, get LOP, which is loss of privileges. Like It, it, it was just, you know, like I say, it was, it was degrading, humiliating. It was terrible. You know what I'm saying? Just being in jail. And uh, I was like, fuck this. I ain't never coming back. You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I was like, I ain't. And like I said, because the first time they sat me down, they sat me the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? It was like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you're going you gonna to sit down. You're going to sit this out for a little while, right? And I was like, all right. And um, well, yeah, man. Like, for, so for you, that experience, one of your takeaways was like, I am not coming back here again. Yeah. And you did have the lifeline uh, thrown to you from Kirk. Uh, but, I, but a lot of the guys that you were surrounded by, they didn't have any lifeline. And maybe they were in there for the not the first time first sit but their second third sit i don't know yeah well definitely like i you know i i definitely got super lucky with kirk man because like when i got out of jail like i said he put me in an apartment and you know yeah. gave me up my first like he paid the first month's rent you know put me in an apartment and was like all you need to do find a job and keep going and and that's what i did right you know what i'm saying and and uh most who the fuck gets an opportunity like that, right? You know what I'm saying? So that's you know most dudes they don't have an opportunity like that. Like like they have to go, you know, they get out and they're either staying with like their mom or saying they probably meet, you know, trying to you know get some independence from her because you know you stay with family. Like remember I told you about, you know, there's different class, you know, black people yeah. because because of how society treats, you know, you know they don't they they demonize, you know, you know niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if black people are associated with you know what they consider like the even lower class blacks, like they don't you know. They don't fuck with that, right? They're like, oh, I don't want to, you know, oh, you're, yeah. uh, you know, so, um, you know, family will cut you off too. So, you know, if, if a dude gets cut off by his mom or something, I mean, niggas be, you know, it's it's a lot, it's it's just not, it's 
it's not like you have very many options. And then let's say, let's say if you're really from the streets, you have like a country accent. What's if you really do want to change your life? But the only place you probably get hired, remember, uh, you know, let's say if you didn't get your driver's license, you can't go drive for nobody. And you, you know, you, you don't speak well enough to, you know what I'm saying? Not even well enough, but you don't speak the same code as white people to be able to go do, you know, work at a bank or some bullshit. So what do you, you know, saying you work in like as a dishwasher or, you know what I'm saying? You're, you know, you're stuck at the dishwasher part or you're stuck, you know, in the back of house, you know, work in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? So nobody can see you and, and talk yeah. to you because white, that's what white people do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you know, it, it's, you get pigeonholed into a corner, you know what I'm saying? And and then it's like, and nobody's stupid. Black people, we ain't stupid. Like, my niggas is not finna, if you tell, if you ask my niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what would you rather do? Or, or you know what I'm saying? I understand it's, it's, you know, it's harder, but you should go, go make, you know, $7 and 25 cents an hour flipping burgers for 12 hours a day, you know, that, and, and that's the way to make it forward. I promise you, you'll be, get the fuck out my face with that dumb shit. Do I look stupid? No, 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 no. That's not how that's, we all know the truth of how the real world works. That's not, that's not how you make it. You know what I'm saying? Life's about risks right now, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and you can see, you know, even on, on the internet, we reward the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like terrible behavior yeah. is rewarded. You know what I'm saying? Acting the ass is rewarded. And, and not just in my culture, this is American culture, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we, we yeah. you know, like, and that's, I don't know, man. So, you know. Well, like, and we got, uh, we, we talked about one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. Even when you're out of jail, then you've got probation to, to, well, did you ever get to a place where you were sentenced or the judge was like, okay, you've been here two years. We'll just start probation now. Well, I finally, so, like? so what that was, was when I first got, um, it depends on what they, what they offer you. So when I first, my first offer was like, and they try to get you, I think it's a scary years. No, my first offer was closer to like, 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 uh, I think it was the maximum. They, my first offer was the maximum they could sentence me to. And I don't want to talk about exactly what I was charged with or nothing, but it was a lot. Let's put it like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was close to like 20 years or something. And I was like, you know, of course, okay. break down, tearing up and shit. You know, that was the first offer. The judge was like, I mean, not judge, the, the lawyer's like, you don't have to take this. You know, you can just, we can reset. You don't have to sign for that. You can, you yeah. can take this shit to trial if you want. Right. And I was like, all right, bet. Fuck that. I'm not signing for 12, you know, I'm not signing for, you know, 20 plus years. Right. So, um, uh, then, um, the more I went, they just, you know, they just would slowly lower what they were offering me. If that makes sense. Like, you know, went mm. from 20 to this, to this, then, you know, a couple times they didn't even offer anything. You know what I mean? They just, I went back there and, and, you know, my lawyer just came back with the reset paper. Like, all right, judge, there was no, you know, just, you just got to go, you come back, you know, three months from now is your next court date. And that's why I was sat in there for so long. Cause they would reset. It's not like your court date would be reset. Like till the next weekend, the next weekend, it'd be like my first, when I first got locked up, when I first went, sat down in County, my, my first court date was like, you know, the next day, right. That's usually how it works. And then the court date after that, the second one, that's after, you know, you talk to judge, get everything understood. It was like about a week after that. Right. Then after that, mm. the next court date was three months later. So I mm. have to wait three months in jail unless I bail out for my next court date. Then possibly you can get out at your next court date. Maybe if the judge it was another three months, you know what I'm saying? You know, mm. I got reset mm. and then I'd sit there and wait for that. That's why next thing you know, it's, it's, it's two, two years. years. Yeah. Just say, you know, the, I know you as a likable guy, fun guy. <laughs> we, we, yeah. You know, we have a good time. For the when most part, <laughs> for the most part, yeah. yeah. When you're in jail, are you? Do, do people like you? Or are you telling? Yeah, I'm that or? nigga. Don't play with me. Yeah, I mean, no. So, yeah, no. So it, it all depends. 
No, it all depends, man. Are I got you popular, <laughs> right? And no, so you, so in my and you know, I don't I don't want to make it sound like I'm just that dude. Like nobody plays with me, you know what I'm saying? You know, but like genuinely, like you know, I uh, like I told you what's a, I got so I got into one fight. Um, um, that was in my opinion, like I kind of you know initiated you know with this with this Reverend dude, Rev Red. You know what I'm saying? Like I got into a fight with the Reverend. Yeah, man, wild, huh? He was a swole ass nigga. He was a swole ass, yeah, big ass dude, man. You better watch out with Red, man. Red ain't gonna what was play, Rev right? Rev in for Rev Red. I don't even remember, man. It, it, what's funny is he, you know, he came from um um prison, like because while he was in, he was serving time in prison, and then he was, when it's time for him to get out of prison, he had another charge pending. So they sent him straight mm. to the county to then okay. to wait for that. You know what I'm saying? Which I oh, I hate the system, man. But anyway, so you know, he just he went from he went from prison back to the county to probably go back to prison for something totally different again. You know what I mean? But whatever. So yeah. um but yeah, man, he was the reverend of the tank. He was, you know, I guess he found Jesus or whatever and 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 working out cuz he was fucking huge. Yo, he was like say he was, you know, he was fresh out the pen for real, right? You know what I'm saying? Didn't even make it to the free yeah. world, you know? So but um, you know, out to the story of why I fought him is kind of hilarious and crazy, but I don't feel like getting into it. So We'll, we'll get into another day. You know, it's a long okay, one. Maybe it's an a long after party or something. Yeah, definitely. Check out the after party. I'll tell that story, man. It's crazy. But um, okay. Yeah. So you know, like when it comes to like the way I w- way you behave in there, I I'm I'm I was the same way I am now. Like you know, a lot less knowledgeable than I am now, right? But um, but still the same energy as far as like because when I got went to jail, like I had you know I was just like on some you know I was just like this is bullshit. You know, kind of the same energy I have now. Like I was like, man, this is bullshit, man. You know, I'll fuck all that. You know, I would talk to matter of fact, I would talk to the um the youngsters in the gladiator tank. And I'd be like, y'all, we don't have to like get rolled tonight, y'all. Look, you know what I'm saying? Look, y'all, mm. let's 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 just shut the fuck up for like the first five minutes. And when them niggas chill, man, we can go back and do what we need to do. Y'all keep getting us rolled. We can't get no money flowing in here. We can't get, you know what I'm saying? We can't, you know, niggas is trying to get tatted up by this cold ass, you know, MS is eventually going to prison, you know what I'm saying? We don't get hit by him now. We, he's gone, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, you know how I talk. I'm, I'm literally making these cases to people. Yeah, that's how, you know, that's how I be. Think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, not, of course, niggas ain't always going to listen. You know, some niggas like, you know, like, you can, I don't know. You could, you know, there's, there's some niggas that just don't give a fuck and just, you know, and some people just want to see the world burn, right? You know what I'm saying? They joker shit. You know, yeah. it's a thing, you know? Some people like, well, I don't yeah. care about none of that shit. We can fight. I don't care about nothing. Fuck everybody and everything, right? And then some dudes was just like, yeah. You know, like, like, um, I was in there for a while though. That's why. Like, what is I, it, uh, there's a, a song you probably don't know, but, um, my crowd will know it. It's, um, it, it was written by Chris Christopherson, a country, kind of a country singer, but, uh, okay. Janice Joplin has the, the version of it that everybody knows. And it's, um, me and Bobby McGee, but there's a line in the song. It says, freedom is just another word for nothing left to lose. And, and this, you know, they, they had, they had nothing left to lose at all. So they were, they were free to do it in any direction they wanted to, if it was mayhem or, or something. Building, right. Yeah, Yeah. man. So jail is, it's, it's, like I said, it's it's some of the most, jail is one of the weirdest places ever. Cause you know, like there's a saying we have in, in, in the hood. It's like, you know, saying all the real niggas either dead or in jail. I, I, telling you it's true you know what i'm saying i swear to you it's true all the real niggas either dead or in jail man and you know like I'm, some of the most some of the most stand up honest like hard, like you know real dope dudes i ever met is still gone you know what i'm saying they still they still, Are you still down. in touch with uh with anybody from that time yeah for sure like 
on like the the people I check for, like on my Facebook, my Instagram, like the only people I really like, if I'm on there, scroll through and I see their name or some pop up, I go on their shit and I actually look through what they're doing is the niggas I know from jail. And to be honest with you, the people that are doing the best, like I know from the hood, like people I grew up with, like I went to high school with, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to play nobody like they're not doing well, but all the niggas I was locked up with, they're all doing way better than niggas I was, you know, went to high school with, which is funny, right? Which is an interesting thing yeah. to think about. But, you know, like I told you, it's life's about risks, man. You know, like it really, it's, it's kind of sad to say and be honest, but that's the world we created. You know, the more risks you take, the more, you know, it's like we, we set it up to be a gamble, you know what I'm saying? For your future, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how it works, yeah. you know? You know, and um, the risk takers are the ones who winning right now, unfortunately, you know, or fortunately, however you look at it. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And when we talk about one foot in, one foot out, uh, that's that's just you're you're never completely free, free from man. it because of all the. The 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 bullshit rules and probations and I, the, everything that. About- that, that yeah, yeah, man, like every it, it's all it's like a it's just like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Right. So if you think about it. You know, um, black communities are over-policed, right? So, of course, that means you're going to get locked up, you know what I'm saying, because you're already over-policed. It's already a poor area. It's a poor area, so it's being policed more because of crime. Then they're going to get locked up and they come out and not have opportunity and then go right back to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just mm-hmm. you're kind of like, you know, borderline forced into a, you know, a situation where it's like, what else What else am I supposed to do? And it's like, you know, and, and, and it's just such a false dichotomy that for people to like... Uh, a lot of people I know, like I said, I know guys, good dudes. I'm talking like I know dudes. I was locked up with dudes where it's just, you know, yeah, they've probably done wrong. You know what I'm saying? But I like, I, I, you know, so, some people, you know, and you can't hide who you are in jail. That's what something I learned big time, right? Because you're in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week with other people, right? So you can only hide who you are for so long in jail. After a while, whatever that is in you, whether it be the bitch in you, the real nigga in you, whatever that is, deep down inside your soul, it will be exposed. You know what I'm saying? You can't hide that for too long. You know what I'm saying? Right? You're going to get tested or something. Something's going to happen where all that shit, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to stand on what you say, right? And um, like I said, man, like, and in, in so doing that, it's, so, it's an interesting experience, right? Because, like, you know, I truly believe, like, I know to this day, I feel like I know some of them dudes better than I know my girl right now, right? You know what I'm saying? Because there was no, they couldn't, you know, there's no escape. You know what I'm saying? There was no yeah, escape. Right. I, I see them every day, all day, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, some dudes, yeah. it's like, I, you know, and it gives you this weird ability, especially the, you know, and it's jail's a revolving door. There's, you know, new people leave, leaving every day, people coming every day, leaving every day, you know, coming every day, right? And um, you start seeing patterns in people and like stories people tell and like the type of, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, you mm-hmm. get to, kind of tell like you know you start to develop archetypes for people it's like oh you want them you know yeah. what i mean like kind of and and it works i'm not gonna lie to you there's a there's a thing you know people like this is something i learned from a woman actually you know what I'm saying she used to and, and well well this one chick she's one of the homegirls and she she basically was just like really she was just uh um uh she was kind of playing me now i think about it but it was true you know when she's I, I took what she said to heart and i thought about it, i was like you really spitting ga- you really spitting some knowledge over here you know what i'm saying but she was just like you know she's kind of capping on me saying like how all niggas talk the same it's like you know all dudes always say say the same shit and you know this that and the other you know what i'm saying like we all sound the same and do the same shit and i thought about that and i took that serious i was like i don't think she's bullshit i don't think that's just some shit to say and i was like what if that's true you know what i'm saying i think it is true i think you know, niggas think they unique and say, you know, say, or, 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 you know, it's all the same shit. You know what I'm saying? There's different archetypes for guys. Like there's, you know, you're either this kind of guy that talks like this, you're either wooing or you're, you know what I'm saying? Or you're a dick about it. Or, you know what I'm saying? There's, there's, there's right. general categories you can throw people into, you know what I'm saying? As far as their sure. approach to certain, you know, and this is, and, and, and in jail, you, you kind of, if you don't, if you don't 
do that, you'll you you'll just you'll just be extorted. And kind that's kind of the name of the game. You know what I'm saying? Especially like like somebody like me. Like even I got into the extortion towards the end business of um. I mean, like the thing was, you know, one of these dudes was kind of acting like a hoe, and you know, saying tried to go on my commissary back. So I started extorting his ass. I was like, okay, yeah, I can, you know, you go now. Now you gonna bust stove for me, right? You know what I'm saying? I want them fucking honey buns. I want an ice cream, <laughs> nigga, for real. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, yeah. and um, you know, that's one of those things. Like it's it's real survival of the fittest type stuff in jail, man. But there's also yeah. you know, but if you have heart, but well, if you have heart, you get some love. Like there's not. For example, there's this uh, Hispanic dude, Carlos, man. Shout out Los, man. This skinny ass, short ass Hispanic kid, you know what I'm saying? From the, you know, little hood Hispanic kid got locked up on some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Of course, because he little, some niggas ran in his commissary bag, took some of his stuff. He was like, where's my shit? No, nah, fuck that. So we can fight, you know what I'm saying? Dude, of course, nobody's scared of this small ass Mexican, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, they, you know, the dude was like, I took it. What's up? He was like, what's up then? He put on his shoes. Little Carlos walked out there, got beat the fuck up, man. But right after that, man, everybody on the tape was like, I said, all right, we got him. He's on, you know, that's what we're talking about. You know, we was hyped. Like, yeah, you got out there. No, you good. You good. We nobody got caught up or nothing. He was like, yeah, we got you, bro. It's all good. Nobody went in his bag after that. I promise you. He got, you know, this was respect that. You know what I'm saying? It was just like, you got heart. We pre, yo, know, yeah. You, you, you know say He got out there. He got it. Everybody knew about to get his ass whooped. The dude that, you know what I'm saying? Dude. It, yeah. There was no, yeah. It <laughs> was no. Him. Yeah, exactly. We all knew. He didn't care. No hesitation. Threw his shoes on. What's up? Let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Win, lose, or draw. You're going to respect my mind, right? It's like, all right, yeah, yeah. all right, we'll do that then. You know what I'm saying? Bet, you know? And it was all love from that point. Like, yeah. you know, it's that kind of like, you know, there's just, there's more noble, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, uh, there's more noble shit in like in the street life than, you know what I'm saying, that people don't give it credit for. You know what I'm saying? There's, 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 there is still honor among thieves and, to a certain extent, right? You know what I'm saying? People like to pretend like it's not only when it comes to black people, right? Because I've given this analogy before. If you look at, you know, movies like Casino or Goodfellas or Donnie Brasco. I could go on all day, right? You know, saying, what are all these movies have in common? You know, they're dealing with white gangs, literally. The Godfather. The Godfather. Mafia, the Godfather, the Irish mob, yeah. mob the, you know, uh, like these mob Irishman. movies. Yeah, exactly. Irishmen. Yeah. These these mob movies are, 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 are um, you know, exalted in white communities right there. And don't get me wrong. I love Martin Scorsese. To be honest with you, Goodfellas is my favorite movie of all time. No lie. I love that gangster shit, right? You know what I'm saying? But, you know... And uh, in, in um, white media, you all can, you know, what I'm saying you all can see a negative like this gang life and be able to separate. Okay, they're doing terrible things, but also there's there's nuance to it, right? There were also good family men like Sopranos, right? He was a good family man, you know, what I'm saying even though he was a goddamn murderer, and it made it interesting. It's one of the greatest shows ever, right? You know, what I'm saying same thing with God, uh, uh, um, um, Godfather, right? You know, what I'm saying there's, you know, there there was loyalty, there was respect, there was honor, you know, what I'm saying, and when people were breaking those codes, you know, what I'm saying there was, you know, it, it was. It's you know there was still there was a romanticizing of that you know saying of that lifestyle, but when it comes to black people, black gang life, it's just all negative. Even from black people though, right? And that's where that's where for me I'm like nah 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 nah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's you know even the the upper echelons of black community are still you know you know still point you know turn their noses noses down on black you know on on the black gang life, which like I said the negative aspects obviously negative, right? But you know why can't we you know recognize the positives you know saying those those elements of of you know saying honor you know saying respect you know saying like keeping your head up chest out like I've taken those elements out from the from the you know streets from what I've learned in 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 jail going hard and stuff and I've transposed them in other parts of my life and shine because of it right easily shine on people like that whole like you know from the streets I learned you know that that kind of take initiative that that's a that's hood niggas all day taking initiative what what you want me to go we go who we what house what we running into. 
What are we gonna do? Bet, I got you. I'm that nigga. I got it, right? You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's what we, we wanna be that first thing. I'm gonna run in the house. I'm gonna hit that nigga first. I'm gonna do that first. Initiative, we have that, right? You know what I'm saying? And I could take it into any other aspect or, you know what I'm saying, or any other um um industry because of that, right? You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. we just, you know, and that's just one example, right? There's so many things that, you know, the culture, the community has that, you know, say on top of the negative. All we choose to do, even as black people, is focus on negative, even though, like I said, I love my niggas, bro. I, I've seen some of the, like, like I said, some of them dopest dudes like some are most honest you know what i'm saying like i see some dudes like you know sacrifice a lot man yeah they see you know some dudes are trying to sacrifice their whole freedom to feed kids and stuff it's like yeah you wouldn't do that i know yeah you wouldn't do that mm-hmm. i can tell you know what i'm saying you know, yeah. but he's doing it right you know what i'm saying so it's you know like you know i don't know man i think it's you know i, I just i just i don't know my my, my niggas well, eat their roses right you know so yeah you, you um no the, 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 this is all interesting stuff i i didn't you know this is kind of a heavy episode you might say hmm. uh getting in getting in real um getting in deep with with some of these uncomfortable topics so i appreciate you you know sharing yeah. your stories and definitely man and having you know having these perspectives to offer that you're not going to find anywhere else that i know of hmm. so yeah i appreciate it, man i appreciate you know us you know us having a platform to be able to do this, man. It means a lot to me, man. Cause I feel like, like I said, even in my community, it's kind of a, um, it's, it's a very interesting thing, even in my community. Right. You know, like the, you know, the, uh, what it is, is, you know, it's kind of scapegoating in my opinion. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I watched, there was a, I can't remember exactly. Oh, so there's a, there's an anime called attack on Titan <laughs> and shout out to anybody that knows about that anime is dope. Right. But, um, so this, if you haven't watched it, if you, you know, if you want to get into anime, it, you, I don't know, you might, it might be a little much for you, Gary, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's okay. good. It's really good though. I, I think you might slow. like it. You might like it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's uh, on, on Titan. Titans. It's wild. Oh man, y'all. I'm gonna get, <laughs> hey, if I get him watching it, man, I'm the goat. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. But no, so attack on Titan. So long story short, there's um there's a group of people that's kind of treated like niggas in the, in the story, right? You know what I'm saying? The, the the main group of people are the black people of this of this world on Attack on Titan and they're kind of just they're everybody's scapegoats, right? And even the same group of people like so for example, what happened is there's a they they separated this group of people onto an island. Just give a quick backstory on it. They separated this people this group of people on an island because they're terrible and and the, the details aren't important. Whatever. They're they're over here and this is the mainland, all the other groups of people and they all demonize these people. But there's still small patches of this group of people, let's call them black people, that live on the main island. And the the group of the people on the main island that are still the same as these people demonize that group. And they say, "Hey, it's we're not evil. It's not all of us. It's just the ones on that island that are evil, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're the good ones." And that's exactly what black people do now. Like, you know what I'm saying? The black people at, and, and at the top, they're just like, no, we're the good ones. Those, those niggas, you know what I'm saying? Killing and stealing, those are the bad ones. Those are bad. They're, that's bad. This is bad. You know, and it's just like, for me, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know what I'm saying? The, where's the nuance in, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, so, the socioeconomic parts of it, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I guarantee you, bro, I know my niggas, bro. If you ask my nigga, here's this crack rock, here's this job, flipping burgers for $21 an hour, which would you rather do? I guarantee you, he'd be like, all I gotta do is flip them burgers for what? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's move it. You know what I'm saying? Who wants to be in the street moving work possibly, you know what I'm saying? Get robbed, shot, all this shit, you know what I'm saying? Well, if I'm getting paid, you know, enough where I know I can pay my bills, you know what I'm saying? Save up, maybe get something to floss with, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever I need to do over here, you know what I'm saying? But we ain't stupid is the thing, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, my niggas ain't finna, you're not finna get them work at $7.25 when I know I can, you know what I'm saying, sell this work and make $300 and what, you know what I'm saying? 
two, three hours, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Suck a dick. I'm going over here, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, yeah. that's, that's how, you know, and I don't blame them, you know? So, you know, I don't know. Um, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, we should, uh, we should wrap up episode four. Hell yeah, but, man. Uh, just want to always make sure people know martyandthebro.com is, is your resource for all things Marty and the Bro. And we do hope that you will check out the Join the Co-op page. And if you've not already become part of the Marty and the Bro Co-op, please join at any amount above zero. And if you want to self-identify as a co-signer, then please end your, your uh, sign-up amount with a five, anything 15 or above, and we'll know that you want to be counted as a, as a co-signer. Uh, with that, uh, it's been it's been interesting, a little bit heavy, but yeah, uh, yeah, but it's you all know, good. To, um, yeah, it, it, it's I mean, it's so much of uh, who you are today is informed by your experiences, be they good, bad, or ugly. Yeah. And um, I guess that's true for everybody. Hmm. But um, but your perspectives on what it's like will hopefully someday allow those conversations to find the right people that can actually help improve the the circumstances or maybe maybe just you and I together talking can can reduce the level of racism in this country by a degree a half a degree a point hopefully. <laughs> one of a degree something hopefully something man yeah man but hopefully yeah so it's a pleasure talking to you too man and uh you know, you know the deal with me, man. I can't wait to turn these lights off. It, it's crazy <laughs> how hot it gets, bro. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, well, I'm down in the basement. It's cool in the basement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what's well, up, Much man. love to you. You have a have a good uh, have a good rest of your evening. And Same to you, brother. Pick it up on the next one. Yes, sir. Much love to you, too, man. Take it easy, brother. You have made it to the end of this episode of Marty and the Bro. Visit MartyandTheBro.com to find out more about the show, its creators, and the co-op that supports this content. Special thanks to Alexandra White for artwork and to our sound engineer, Isaac Pena. Musical thanks to Boris Brecha, Travis Scott, and Pogo. Technical support for Marty and the Bro was provided by Sabi Hamid. And thanks as always to the legendary Todd Jagger who once said, Damn, there's some good ass cheese. <laughs>